0: Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm joined, as always, by Dustin Jackson. I'm Dustin,
1: and I got no joke this week.
0: That's great, because I'm going to continue the intro. This is a podcast where we're going to cover every single Telltale video game from when they were active producing video games. And this week, we're covering The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 4, Amid the Ruins, released on July twenty second, two thousand fourteen, directed by Jason Latino, designed by Mark Darren, and written by J.T. Petty and Eric Sterp. Hey, Dustin, this one is a bummer.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, Mitch. When you say this episode is a bummer, do you mean just in terms of what happens in it, or or the quality of the episode? Um. Well, definitely the
0: second. Um, I th- the quality I think, we, we can talk about.
1: Yeah, I think this is a very sloppy, not very good episode, at least in comparison to other Walking Dead episodes. Okay,
0: I'm very interested in this take. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm poised to agree with that, I think. Um, but I haven't yeah. been thinking about it in, in those strict terms quite so much.
1: Yeah, um, it's like even the first time I played it, I feel like it was the low point for me, but even playing it again now, I'm like picking out more things I didn't even remember. And uh, mm. it, it's it's kind of like Moai Better Blues, where it's like on its own, it's like fine, I guess, but just in comparison to like we had some really good uh times with Sam and Max before that, so that just was the low point for salmon max i feel like this episode isn't like horrendous it's not like i'd even say it's better than moai better blues but boy there's a lot that i don't like about it
0: yeah um i think that just in addition to having a lot of potential character deaths depending on how you play it um a lot of bad times (laughs) in general (laughs) uh in addition to all that, it just doesn't feel like it has a great flow. I think the writing... I i, I never say this on the Walking Dead episodes, but the writing in this one felt noticeably uh, more stilted than normal. Uh, it, and I'm, yeah. I'm talking specifically about the dialogue, not necessarily plot stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the, everything that this character who we met last episode and did not say very much during last episode, Jane says, holy crap. It's, it's <laughs> it, it, it takes me out of it hard. Uh, it was episode four of season one that we had a similar character that we debated the merits of. Um, mm-hmm. And remind me of what her name was? Molly. Molly. Okay, yeah, Molly came in. And she was this badass trooper of a person, right? Like a seemingly special ops trained, but is also just sort of from really humble beginnings and has no training. And mm-hmm. uh, like, like she's a she's an assassin and a survivor and, and everything. And it just seemed really weird to see this person so early in the apocalypse. This person already exists somehow. Uh, yeah. It, it might seem like okay we're building toward a time where everyone is this but not yet and with jane we're seeing that a little bit it's a lot calmer and she's not as um overpowered but i think she is a lot more like oh you're really all the way in already in being this kind of person um and she don't don't even get her started on her dead sister, which is a. <laughs> she
1: will go on and on. That's
0: a terrible sentence to say and laugh through, but also it's every <laughs> sentence that she says.
1: Yeah, if this were someone in real life, I'd be more like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. But with the first a, a couple pretend times. person. Yeah, with a pretend person in a video game, I'm like, all right, maybe give me a little more to work with. <laughs> Yeah, but that being that being said, I do think Jane, to me anyway, feels like a better version of Molly. She feels a little more of a realistic. She's like you said, she's not so overpowered. She just knows some strategies and what to do. Yeah, uh, she has she has more flaws. She has like a story to her. Uh, not that Molly didn't, but I feel like with Jane, it feels a little more real. I guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, Molly felt like. A character in this world jane feels like someone who could actually exist
0: jane feels like the concept of having a dead sister
1: <laughs> that's true <laughs> i never thought about it before
0: it's it's essence of sister death just like yeah. in perfume form
1: yeah you can take one look at jane and say wow now i know what it's like to have a dead sister you talk about <laughs> her a lot just every it's it's
0: bewildering. It's every other sentence. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <sighs> Jamie would have loved this. And then, like, she starts, she, like, gets choked up and doesn't finish her sentence. Like, really? On the fifth mention of Jamie, you're going to not finish your sentence and get choked up about it? Well, well Jamie what's had really a leather interesting... coat once. You can't do that about leather <laughs> coats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I think is really interesting about that is Jane is the one who's, you talked we find out that she left her sister behind mm-hmm. um this
0: is this is a, a weird way to start talking about the plot of the episode but i think talking about jane is very important and interesting in and of itself so yeah go ahead yeah, we'll we'll dive is, this in this is here first
1: yeah this is a very jane heavy episode but what I, so we find out that jane for a long time was really pushing her uh, sister getting her going uh, having hope for her. But then one time, (laughs) sorry, I had something in my throat. Anyway, uh, so uh, one time they're like stuck on a roof, cornered by walkers. And Jane is, her sister, Jamie, is like, nah, mm, I'm not really feeling it. I'm a little sad. Uh, So Jane is like, all right, fine. Well, I can't do anything to help you this time. And she left her behind and uh, that didn't work out so good for her. Uh, So this plays a big part in who Jane is. She's saying, don't let other people drag you down with them. And I think that's interesting to me because she let her sister go and now she can do anything but let it go.
0: Oh, okay. That's that's a very interesting advanced take. I love that, Dustin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I don't wanna be a jerk. I don't wanna obviously she lost someone who was important to her. It makes sense to talk about them, mm-hmm. but uh you know, maybe that's why. Maybe at the time she was like, Alright, well, I gotta move on without you. I gotta look out for my safety. And now that just really haunts her. Like, she She tells Clementine, like, that's the best way to go about it, but what the results that came from that just like eat away at her and she's just and Jane's been alone by herself like for a while she says Mm -hmm. she's uh, a loner so maybe just being here with other people and with uh, Clementine is kind of coaxing her to talk about these things that she's been wanting to talk about for so long to somebody
0: yeah uh, it it does feel a little bit like if your friend gets drunk and they start talking about like their middle school ex-girlfriend (laughs) <laughs> um, just over and over again It's like okay cool but like why, why today It's uh, it, it, It's been a long time since middle school maybe
1: Yeah But But now they just have like the opportunity mm-hmm. And someone who will listen So all those bottled up thoughts that they've had on it Really start coming out Now that they have that opportunity So mm-hmm. it, it's a little silly but I also I, I get it yeah,
0: I I get it. Uh I think that the amount They could have cooled it. <laughs> the sheer number of times that yeah, <laughs> that she does exactly like <sighs> Jamie was good at walking. Like
1: uh, you need She <laughs> also had two down. feet for walking.
0: <laughs> Jamie was always yeah, putting I... <laughs> her left foot in front of her life, right foot in order to propel her forward and move through the wilderness just like we're doing right now. It Classic all brings Jamie. Me back to her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if... uh th- This is kind of jumping a lot ahead to uh, near the ending, but uh, Jane and Luke end up uh, making sex with one another. Yes. Um, I, w- I wonder if that's all she would talk about to... It. Like, maybe they didn't even have sex, and she was just like, Jamie this, Jamie that.
0: Um, If I were Luke, I would not have sex if that were the case.
1: Yeah, I would be like, um let's talk about something else
0: <laughs> yeah let's try let's
1: try a different uh, attack
0: here let's 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 take it in a different direction
1: look Jane, you're great but I am really I feel like I'm not gonna be in the mood after this next sentence you're about to say
0: um yeah and I definitely want to talk about um that scene later mm-hmm. because that's that's a big moment but uh, but Jamie Jane's sister exists in the dialogue primarily to get you thinking about Sarah in this way Yeah, that's the goal with that uh, dialogue choice it's ever present just in order to get you as Clementine thinking about okay is Sarah like my Jamie is she the sister who I can say you have to jump over a roof right now and if I can't throw her and I can't just stay with her, and I can't fight him off, and I have to jump in order to live, and she won't do it. What do I do next? Um, mm-hmm. And you're put, in, you're put in a couple situations with Sarah this episode. Um, and I believe that she can live through this episode, but I'll tell you right now, she did not live through mine.
1: Um, Want to know something really silly? Uh, She dies either way okay. in this episode. At the same point. Like... The part where she falls off the balcony and gets uh, chomp chomped by walkers. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's the part that it has That is where she died. But I picked to save Jane in that moment. Uh, we we can we can talk about that in as we talk about the plot. I feel like we're really getting ahead of okay. ourselves now. The, the there's sp- just so much to talk because about. because the big thing. If you listen to last episode. That you already know, we are going to have hugely different parts of this episode about is what <laughs> happens to Sarita. Yeah. So, Dustin, so, Mitch, I'm still th- mad this, at you.
1: This is why <laughs> I did not want to tell you why. Yeah. I apologize for my choice, but. Yeah, I'm still mad. Whatever. Yeah, I'm. No, I get it. I'm sorry, but that's, you know. Well. That's the way things played out. So, Mitch, why don't you tell us. How it played out for you.
0: Okay, so if you didn't listen to last episode, the way that that ended was you're given a choice as you're uh, you're covered in walker guts. You're filtering through a huge swarm of walkers, also known as zombies. And Sarita <laughs> uh, gets bitten, like, in slow motion on her wrist. And you realize, mm-hmm. well, that's a walker bite. And you have the option of taking your little axe... And axing either the walker's head or Sarita's arm. Uh, and, and to reestablish why I did what I did. It was established earlier in that episode. That if you amputa- uh, amputate the effect- infected area very quickly. You don't necessarily have to become a walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Because th- there is... It feels magical, but it is a physical basis of zombification in this universe, where if you uh, just don't let the infection actually travel through your entire body, it's still just in the arm and you've cut it off.
1: Yeah, we heard that's uh, how Reggie survived.
0: Right, yeah, Reggie survived that way, and I'm thinking, okay, you've literally just given me the information to know what to do here.
1: (laughs) So how did that work it out? It
0: didn't work out, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. I feel like I feel pretty betrayed by that narratively. Honestly, why yes, show me I, the Reggie thing if that's clearly?
1: Uh, I 100% agree. <laughs> that's now you are seeing why I did not slice off Sarita's wrist.
0: Well, okay. So here's what happened. I cut off her uh, her arm, and it's like three quarters of the way up to the elbow. It's, like, after the Mm -hmm. elbow, but it's uh, close to the elbow. And she's screaming. She's visibly upset about it.
1: Yeah, understandable.
0: Yeah, and uh, she's flailing around, which is exactly not what you want to do if you want to not be eaten by zombies. Yeah. Uh, So at that point, she's just, like, screaming, and five more zombies immediately bite her all over her body
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh kenny runs over horror horrifyingly mad at clementine and uh does manage to shove all the other zombies away um but then now you're in a situation where you know okay sarita's dying of blood loss from the arm thing and also has a bunch of other zombie bites that you can't amputate all of uh you you would be like a her. head afterwards yeah which hey it's happened with like people have been in little uh like duffel bags as heads before we've seen that that's
1: true <laughs> maybe Kenny should
0: have considered that uh he's yeah, like a that, weird enough guy yeah that's what they were hinting at <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can make this work. <laughs>
0: uh, so you do have to axe Sarita right in the dome. Uh, yeah. Which so I th- I always think so a lot of the the kills that Clementine goes for are like in the forehead, which I understand mm-hmm. you want to kill the the brain, but I still think the neck would be enough, right, to make it not a threat.
1: Well, we do see that a few times in this episode even, too.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I just... I wonder why you would have to axe Sarita straight in the face while Kenny's looking at her uh, and trying mm-hmm. to tell her that it's going to be all right. <laughs> you... <laughs> I feel <laughs> like you Spoilers, don't have to it's do... it's not all right. Yeah, I feel like you don't have to do the face. That's just mean to Kenny at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, if it makes you feel any better... The first time I did play this game, I picked exactly this option. Of course you would. Because it, yeah, it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, narratively, it's like, no, I guess this was not the right thing to do. Yeah, in retrospect, it makes sense that you're like, okay,
0: I should axe this zombie in the face. And then immediately after we're through, we should cut your arm off in a way that Like, we can put a bandage around it, and also in a way that uh, you should be less screamy about it. Uh, Because you know what's happening, and you can just sort of brace yourself and bite a piece of wood or something. Um, Yeah,
1: well, also, another thing that didn't even occur to me the first time uh, was... Mike is here, and they said Mike has done this before. He's the one who... Uh, not only chopped off Reggie's arm, but Reggie said it seemed like Mike had done this before. Mm. So it seems like you, it could have been possible to get her to Mike, and Mike could be like, all right, let's get that that arm off. But that's not the way it goes down.
0: So, so yeah, Sarita dies right here for me. And then uh, through a lot of the next bit of the episode, Kenny, very mad at me. Um, yeah. Like, really mad at me, which is... I don't want to say not understandable, <laughs> but also on a logical level, I'm losing my patience with people who are like, okay, visibly bit though, right? And you have to do that, right? No? Like, are you disagreeing? Do you not remember what happened <laughs> with Duck? Like, come on. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm losing my patience for for temper tantrums, Kenny. I understand that she, your second wife is a really rough loss in as many years. For sure. That sucks. But, like, mad at me, the 11-year-old who basically saved your life in the process? Come on.
1: Yeah, remember Crawford. Remember how you acted in, in Crawford. Remember how you act I- shitty all the time? <laughs> you're constantly yeah. doing it, so just assume you're doing it now. Yeah, Mitch, you think you have it bad. Just wait until you hear what happened to me in my playthrough with Kenny.
0: Okay, yeah. So, um, I I don't know at what point the differences stop, so why don't you go ahead and you tell me what happened with Sarita for you.
1: Okay, so for me, uh, Sarita... So I attacked the walker that was biting her, and Sarita's just like, "Uh uh-oh! Um, so you guys get her out of here. Kenny comes in and gets her out of here. Okay. Um... So it's it basically plays out the same, only Sarita is now there with Kenny for and Kenny's like, uh, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna be fine. Uh she's not gonna be fine. She's like notably noticeably sick. She's already uh dying. Even like immediately
0: um, after leaving the Crowd of Walkers.
1: Yeah, like she's already not looking very good. And Kenny gets so He has the exact same reaction to Clementine either way. So, like, I I can kind of see where he's coming from when you chop off Sarita's hand and get her, and she gets, like, bit by walkers because she screamed. Like, when you think about it, it's still not really... Clementine is the one who cut her hand off, but she's also the one who screamed. Okay. But if... If he has Sarita and she's dying, he he says, like, the exact same things. He's just as mad at Clementine. Really? About it. And Clementine didn't even do anything that time.
0: It was your inaction.
1: Yeah, he... (laughs) uh, Basically, that's how it feels. He says, like, don't you think you've done enough today? And I'm like, what happened?
0: Okay, you know what? I, I don't think, know what happened. I think this episode is bad. I'm I'm turning I, around and I actually think this might be the worst episode of the the Walking Dead so far because definitely. that is I, so manipulative. Uh, yes. I, I don't respect that. I don't respect um, the anger that you face from people that you're supposed to like um, actually not mattering what you do because if yeah. Kenny's mad at me, I I I in a sense I like that. In a sense, like, hey, this should be the the consequences of my actions. But when it's not the consequences of my actions and it just happens, that sucks. That's nothing. Like yeah. I can't I can't I'd... feel a way about that.
1: I definitely totally agree. Like it, it's one thing if she if she slices off Sarita's hand, that's still kind of a contributor to how she died so I can understand Kenny being upset at Clementine for that but this you didn't do anything she is the one who got bit so don't blame me
0: okay so she's sick does she turn in this episode
1: she does not Kenny takes her into the tent He says his goodbyes And he makes sure she doesn't turn I guess We never like see or hear him Like shoot Sarita But you do see her lying in a pool of blood I didn't get a good look at her oh. She's kind of positioned in a weird way So it. I think they're trying to get across That Kenny made sure she uh, Didn't become a walker But it is So
0: so they had a conversation about it And then he he killed her
1: I get Well it was all off screen if he did <laughs>
0: Got gotcha. you. After that, is is he still he, angry after that?
1: No, he calms down. I think, he, was he still mad at you afterwards? Because for me... There, there was, are
0: aspects of it. Yeah.
1: Okay. For me, he was more calm. He, he wasn't, like, blaming Clementine for anything. But even then, it just seemed so sloppy, sloppily written that he would have in the first place when she did nothing to contribute to mm-hmm.
0: it. Well, there, there's two conversations with Kenny... Where he's really mad at you there's one where he's sitting on a, a fountain where you first meet yeah. up with him again after being separated mm-hmm. um and then there's another um a little bit later when he's inside a tent yeah and so S- for you in, in both of those he's still very mad at you but the in, tent in the second one he was um it, I don't know if it's the same thing that you talk about. For, for both of us but for me it was him uh clementine saying hey you really need to go help rebecca
1: oh and then okay so how did kenny react to that i'm guessing not very well
0: it was it was not very well at first but with with clementine just continues to explain like hey yeah you know maybe i fucked up Nah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe i fucked up but also hey kenny you were a father and delivered and went To classes for your for duck when duck was uh fetal, so you need to go buck up and help the person that is currently alive and going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and Kenny's like, all right, I'm still mad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go do it. I guess.
1: (laughs) I I guess. Still mad
0: at you, Clemens. You're 11. You should know (laughs) better. You're a whole 11.
1: (laughs) You're a 11. You're one whole 11 now. Grow up. So the way it went down for me is he was very mad in the fountain one. And the the big difference is he has Sarita in his lap. Uh, he's watching over instead of her just not being there at all. And, but he says the exact, I've seen the way it plays out both times. And he says like the exact same stuff that he says, don't you think you've helped enough? And then he says, uh, just because you're a little girl, yeah. uh, you know that whole thing. He says uh, you can't get other people killed, and yeah, I th- I think that sort of reaction at least makes sense in what you did. It makes zero sense for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense for what I did. Like I could see him reacting that way, but still, yeah. it's like, okay, do you not understand that she was bitten, and you think that yeah. I messed up, and that she would have been fine even if bitten? Mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't do that, what are you talking about? Yeah, um,
1: but yeah. in the conversation inside the tent, he had calmed down. Um, I forget exactly what I said to him, but, you know, he just talks about, like, you know what it's like to be almost beaten to death, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. But then you, like, you like look at his wound, his eye wound, and he's just like, ah, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. So he w- he was less angry, but it doesn't make sense that he was even angry with Clementine to begin with.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a
1: uh, it's kind of
0: it just feels bad. It just doesn't feel like a great Walking Dead choice thing.
1: Mhm. I think that's the big problem that stands out, but there are a lot of other things I don't like in this episode.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that that's I, th- I think a, a fair way to describe this episode. Um, <laughs> so just, just talking about like how far the herd has been culled. Uh, Pete is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so Pete's gone. The Carlos is gone. Alvin. Alvin is gone. Sarita is gone. Walter is gone. Um,
1: Reggie's gone. It really feels like they're trying to up the body count in a way that doesn't really... Well, up until now it was fine, but in this episode they really start piling the bodies on in a way that I don't necessarily feel is like... Well, it's hard to say. In in a storytelling perspective, it doesn't really feel natural. Mm-hmm. But I guess when you think about it, it's like, yeah, in an apocalypse, anyone could die at any time. Yeah, and, but when and you're the... doing a story <laughs> like this, uh-huh. it really it just doesn't work for me.
0: So this is a this episode really works hard to make the inclusion of Mike from the last episode feel <laughs> real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike maybe the most so far feels the most like oh you're part of the group you're our best friend now and I I feel like I've missed a memo. I feel like I missed the <laughs> years of traveling with Mike that should make me as good friends with him as I am now. Uh,
1: <laughs> I I agree, but I do like Mike. I think Mike is like a good guy. He's uh, now, but but like he yeah, wasn't he, even
0: this way when we met him.
1: Yeah, he was kind of rude, but I guess it makes sense when you're basically when you're being kept in Carver's camp. I
0: I I felt like you would really like Mike. Because he has a quote from this episode. That oh, my is, God. Well, that fucking... happened.
1: Jesus Christ. I was watching. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Adam I was watching play it. And I was like, I fucking forgot he said that. Mike, I'm really trying <laughs> Thin to root ice, bro. for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. He said, th- I, don't, I don't know if we brought it up before, but that's my least favorite thing to say in anything. Mm-hmm. To the point where if it's done in like a comedic way, I'm like, yes, now I love it. but if you do it unironically like this, it's the worst ever. It's like, yeah, it did just happen what what's that supposed to convey? Fuck off.
0: yeah, it's it's
1: something it's it's like the thing where if
0: you're hanging out with your friends and something wild happens and your friends say unprompted, well, that just happened, and your friend like isn't trained in comedy and hasn't gone to open mic nights trying to make it as a stand-up comedian, and they don't read books, then they're just trying their best, and that's pretty good. That's all right. But, hey, Walking Dead, you're written by professionals.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't just drop a line like that, please. Well,
0: that was something.
1: Gee, I'd hours. even take that. I'd even take that over that happened. Well, that's that... a fine how do you do? <laughs> well, what do you know about all that?
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, mine is my least favorite thing. I'm sure we've already talked about this on the podcast is fine feather friend. When anyone says, <laughs> Well, how are you today, my fine feathered friend? Especially when it's like, Okay, you're not a bird. You're just sort of <laughs> saying it jokily as if it's a joke, but you're not. A bird? (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? Mitchell. I hate it so much.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry because that's actually one of my favorite things to say for that exact reason.
0: (laughs) It's so. I mean, it's. It's. It is that. It is the thing you're talking about. It's just the. It's not anything. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of things in this episode that aren't anything, but.
1: Yeah, a lot of not so fine feathered friends in this episode. So
0: so here's the backbone of the episode. We've been talking about character moments a lot, but here's the the mm. plot. You get through the Horde of Zombies, with or without Sarita, Carlos is dead. Um After you get through, you're separated from Luke, Sarah, and Nick, who are in one faction. Um you're with uh, it's clementine rebecca and jane and bonnie mike and kenny have already gotten to the place the rendezvous point Mm -hmm. uh so the first thing to do is just check in with bonnie uh bonnie mike and kenny bonnie and mike are fine kenny's pissed um nick sarah and luke just haven't come back yet and and don't seem to be on their way so you and jane go uh i'm pretty sure it has to just be you and jane right yeah okay so you and jane go and you rescue them and it's a really fun feeling moment where um clearly jane is trying to exercise some of her memories of having a little sister uh, and mm-hmm. teaching clementine how to do the stuff and she's having a way better time than normal because Clementine is smart. And the whole thing about Clementine is that she is not a helpless little sister like a Jamie type or a Sarah type. She's someone who, like, if you train her how to use a gun, she will be of equal use with that gun as you are. So mm-hmm. so she's having a great time. Uh, they, they totally spies this uh, rescue of... Uh, Luke and Sarah from...
1: Totally spies.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that's the thing I'm reaching
1: for. <laughs> the episode would be called Um, Walkers Much?
0: <laughs> well, that just happened. Uh, oh, and I, I forgot to mention, they do find Nick, and this is the way that they uh, close off Nick's story. Uh, Nick is now a walker, and he's caught, like, in the like chain-link fence of this RV park Yeah Um, And this is a I mean it's As good a boy as any To close off the story Of a character Who could be dead From a lot of Different choices already
1: Yeah Boy I remember the first time I was like "Uh, Fuck off Like it, it's I guess it doesn't hit As hard Because Nick was like I don't want to call him Barely a character Because our good friend Courtney last night Was doing a lot of Talking about Nick and I thought she uh, had some good points about him, but I think Nick was just... great
0: during episode two. From my yeah. perspective of having helped Nick instead of Pete, because why would I help a bitten? Uh, but
1: uh, mm-hmm. but Nick had some even besides. Even besides that, you know, he had the whole thing with uh, Walter's friend. Like, there was a lot going on with Nick, but then, like, last episode, he's barely there, just piping up so you remember he's there. Mm -hmm. And then in this episode, he's dead immediately. Off-screen death. You don't even get to see it happen. And then once you... uh, kill him once you uh attack his brain he's just out of the picture he's never brought up ever again he's brought he's up. not even a factor oh right they uh because rebecca asks uh where's Nick?" yeah a, f- but... a few people
0: ask and luke asks because luke doesn't even know uh from his perspective he was taking care of sarah in one of these rvs hold up and nick was gonna mm-hmm. go out and try to run for help and come back um but nick i guess a... nick in life got caught in the chain link fence And then was bitten by walkers.
1: He boy, he really didn't get far. Because if he was bitten by walkers in
0: the fence, and then like as a walker got stuck in the fence, which I think would make more sense, then he'd be facing the other direction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So So he was just He got himself stuck. Cu- while conscious while perfectly able-bodied he was like what's this fence doing here there's a hole in it and i don't even know what do i go in the side How of the mi-
1: hole <laughs> oh now i'm in the hole oh could this day get any worse
0: yeah he's like an infomercial for hole cutters just like doing it. The <laughs> have you ever been way. here <laughs> <laughs>
1: And yeah, he. I guess he's not that far away from where the others are. So I guess he, like, he went out to get help. Immediately got stuck in the fence yeah. and killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot have like a less. Dig- well, I'm sure you can have a less dignified death, but it would be hard to outdo Nick, I think. Well, also one thing I didn't even notice uh, in previous playthroughs, I totally forgot about. Nick does get shot in the shoulder um, during the escape, mm. but. I I, hmm, I, don't think it matters. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think... I don't think that
0: contributed to this.
1: Yeah, he still managed to get away with everyone just fine. I don't think that ties into him getting stuck in a fence. No, he <laughs> just
0: gets stuck in a fence. Um, but you and Jane are now... You find a way... You find your totally spies way into this RV. And uh, Luke's trying to find a way out. There's a skylight which you can crawl through and then get on top of the RV from there. But uh, Sarah's just totally in shock, which is understandable considering that she just watched her father be shot in the face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing... She was already this way at Carver's because of uh, just how rough that experience was, and now she watched her dad die. It seems very bad for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time that you're like... You're given the option to try to convince Sarah, like, okay, you should maybe get good. <laughs> <laughs> you think it through. Don't die for no reason. Die for a reason later. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Kind of. I mean, like, give it, give it a shot, though. Living
1: yeah give it like a couple hours you'll be dead later and
0: and you're dealing with someone who's in shock who was already uh neurotypical or neuro a neurotypical Mm -hmm. um is that the word a neuro is that the order neuro atypical uh Um, whatever you know what i mean she her whatever she is dealing with is not specifically outlined in the episode and i still think that it would be better if they said like hey this is a specific thing rather than just immature for her age Uh, Mm -hmm. but they don't
1: see I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side I feel like it's I actually think it's more interesting that they never say they just kind of let you uh, figure it out
0: well if it was a mystery I guess I'd feel that way but I feel like if you're trying to speak to the human condition make it a real aspect of human condition Uh, Mm -hmm. i get that like if she is autistic say that or if she's uh schizophrenic or if she has some anxiety crippling anxiety disorder uh if she has something that is real and you're actually reaching for something um maybe you don't need to say that but i think it would be important that you know what it is and i i don't trust the writers at this point that they necessarily know what it is
1: this episode kind of <laughs> makes you doubt the writers a little bit a little bit yeah
0: um
1: but yeah. so you have to save sarah and everyone else you just have to get everyone out of there and the
0: whole time um, jane is like she can't be saved
1: <laughs> she- let's go let's go like immediately i uh, just leave her we we got to go who cares yeah
0: no effort was made by jane jane's like hey can you leave <laughs> and sarah says no and jane's like Well, you heard her. (laughs) She said so.
1: (laughs) I'm out of ideas.
0: (laughs) I've tried nothing, and I'm all out of
1: ideas. (laughs) You you know what's one thing that got me in this, uh, in this specific part? So you have barricaded the door with a bookshelf to keep the walkers out. But uh, pretty soon, you have to use that bookshelf to get up to the skylight. And that's fine and dandy, but one thing I never noticed before is there is another bookshelf in that room.
0: Yes, but it it might have, in the defense of the game, it might have been bolted to the wall or something. I don't know. Uh, it it might have been part <laughs> of the wall. It's it's hard to say. These are our maybe, not but like I mean trailers. This,
1: yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, this one wasn't so. I I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah. It it just seems silly. It did seem silly. it yeah, it seems silly. And also like, like obviously why, not a why big deal. push a, a bookshelf against a door in order to keep it closed. If it doesn't stay closed if you stop pushing, that just means the thing that's keeping it closed is you pushing. You don't need the bookshelf. Like, do you understand um, what I'm saying? If if it if the door isn't opening because there's something heavy in front of it, but you still need to push on the bookshelf in order to make it heavy enough, Mm -hmm. then it's you pushing that's stopping the door. The bookshelf shouldn't be required. The physics of it, I don't think check out.
1: I don't know. I can kind of get it. It just, it it adds a little something. Maybe they just needed, because it's one thing to keep the door closed by pushing on it, but maybe just having the bookshelf helped them keep it closed like in addition to pushing it, I don't know.
0: I don't think that checks out because if if the door would open if you didn't push it, then it's too light to be helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. You saw them do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I, you're I right. didn't write it. You're right. <laughs> it obviously worked. Yeah,
0: I. This is a documentary. It worked. It's real. <laughs> Um you you can eventually convince Sarah like hey we're your family now which means you have family which means you're not alone which means you need to live. Uh yeah. and that seems to get through to her at least for the moment. Um But yeah, the the whole time Jane's saying like she's not going to come and <laughs> You don't she's done for. You haven't seen the end of it yet, Jane. <laughs> Why... I'll make the choice. Why man. not try? <laughs> it just... <laughs> it seems... It seems rude not to try.
1: Yeah, you're saying all this in front of Sarah without doing anything to contribute. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so you get out, and then it's, it's you and Luke and Jane and Sarah walking through the forest back. And, of course, Jane on the way there is talking to Clementine, being like... <sighs>
1: Remember when I brought you were, up... Gina you weren't earlier?
0: right just because it worked out, Clementine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just because you were right doesn't mean you were right all, uh, in the big way. <laughs>
0: um, so you- <laughs>
1: Something else that I think is very uh, weird here. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're talking to Luke on this walk, he mentions something... He says something like... Uh, I I just went right up there no questions asked. I I didn't even think about it. Like you can tell he feels guilty about it. You can tell he feels guilty about just going right out the skylight without helping. But earlier Jane is the one who told him to go up because he could pull everyone else out of the skylight. So it's another thing that just doesn't add up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that that can be some survivors guilt. I'm I'm not ready to take that one to court. That one is it's whatever, especially coming from Luke, who I think in this episode in general, uh, does make some decisions. Uh, <laughs> but it it feels like a more believable character um, with realistic wants and desires and motivations for doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Be them complicated and full of consequence as they are.
1: Yeah, it, it it just struck me weird that the reason he goes up is because he's told to go up so he can help everyone else. And then on the way back, he's just like, oh man, I, I was just right on out of there. I, I, I could have... The way he says it, to me, felt like he was saying like, I just thought about myself and tried to escape. Yeah, except that's not even true because he tried to give Clementine
0: a boost. Yeah, and his ribs are broken. So, like, it didn't work. So they had to get him out first.
1: Yeah, it just, it, I don't know. It, it, it made me be like, "Mm, Mm hmm. I don't know if I care for that choice of words.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, so you (laughs) get back and. Kenny's still mad, but now Rebecca is having the baby. Her water broke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she Rebecca. <laughs> I have here in my notes. Rebecca cried for Nick? Question mark. All
1: right. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt too. It's like Nick, not Nick.
0: Also, well, I mean, Rebecca's no Nick I- for a while, I guess, but there That's there was true. another moment earlier <laughs> where I have in my notes. Mike says he's going crazy, not doing anything for Kenny. Why does Mike care about Kenny at all?
1: Yeah, he just met he him. He
0: just met him very recently.
1: <laughs> well, he, he's probably just sympathetic towards him because Sarita's been bit. Sarita's not doing... Or Sarita died. Uh, either way, I, I... Yeah, but it, it felt
0: I, like Mike was saying, Kenny's my friend, man really you do not
1: fuck with Kenny I will do I will take a bullet we've known for each Ken. other since the fourth grade uh, he's my friend <laughs> I left that part out before about <laughs> how we knew each other we
0: didn't want it to be a big deal but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: the say I see that as a joke but considering Clementine and Kenny just happened to meet up with yeah. one another again who knows maybe maybe Mike and Kenny are real best buddies
0: So you need water, you need blankets. You need a place for Rebecca to have the baby that's not exposed. And, you know, they can settle down for a moment of peace. Even though, here by the fountain, you seem very fine compared to what will eventually happen. uh, Mm -hmm. Where they go. So, I think the moment of peace, time to settle down, would be where they are. But, sure. Uh, they, They did... They did bring up a, a, a just a gross idea that the <laughs> zombies are going to smell all the afterbirth. Ugh. Which is something that, like, I, I'm glad you fictional characters are thinking about it, but I'm surprised I am. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to be. I'm not part of this group, this little story. Yeah. I... Could have kept that to yourself. But, yeah, I mean, like, like you're pooping all the time.
0: And th- th- that hasn't seemed to matter for zombies.
1: Yeah, we never, they never bring that up once.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, but just because childbirth is gross to some people, they're like, okay, well, let's let's make this the smelliest thing that we've <laughs> talked about so far.
1: In the world of The Walking Dead, this is as bad a smell as it gets. <laughs>
0: Uh, The walkers themselves are incredibly smelly. So it feels like they shouldn't be able to smell that much because they're, like, masking their own ability to smell other things.
1: (laughs) They should have had a scene where the walkers smell the afterbirth and they're like, ew, let's not go over there. Ew, is
0: this from a woman?
1: Ew, gross. I I know we smell bad, but (laughs) pee
0: you. So the the group splits up again kenny stays with rebecca to help coach her through the thing cuz he's uh, a he f- fathered a kid once and i guess that makes you an expert in
1: i'm well they bring up that kenny did help deliver duck when he was born so he's done it before so mm-hmm. i i guess considering everyone else in the group kenny is the one to go to for it
0: uh sure yeah I mean, Sarah, I guess Sarah can't help at all, but she's the <laughs> daughter of a doctor. You'd think that maybe she would have picked up some... I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there, there's a Civil War museum, and I really want to talk about this. Just the idea okay. of a Civil War museum. And there's uh, a Civil War, like, tourist trap kind of thing. Uh, two different buildings they can go to. Because I guess they have found themselves in the middle of the ruins of an actual civil war battle.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I guess so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is called Amid the Ruins.
0: It, yeah. And I it, it seems that the ruins are both the society. The ruins of society as we know it now. And also ruins of society that. Like the last time society completely broke down in America. And
1: mm-hmm. houses
0: were divided. Which is another name from this season.
1: wow they really thought about it
0: um (laughs) so so jane and uh you have the option to do this too you go to this uh like gift shop thing and it's up on a ledge with a deck it would be very hard for walkers to get all the way up the stairs except we find out later not that hard um and it's shelter it's very safe uh and if you go with bonnie and mike You do have to do both of these, but the order you can choose. Um, You go to the Civil War Museum, where you will eventually find an old confederate gray coat that you'll have to use as blankets. And uh, you do find some jugs, some big jugs of uh, clean water. Right. You also find a raccoon. You also find a raccoon. You try to eat it, you can't. Uh, And then you see (laughs) that the raccoon has kids. And then Mike says, I still want to eat that raccoon.
1: Yeah, So, well, what Mike says before is, I would eat the shit out of that raccoon. <laughs> and bo- both Bonnie and Clem look at him like, uh, okay. You
0: eat it's shit, Mike? I guess that's you eat shit out gross of a raccoon? for you. Yeah, there's a lot gross. of just writing in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Thank. very uh, funny. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Come on, um, <laughs>
1: come on, grow up. Who is in charge? This is also the same scene with uh, that happened. So, who was put in charge of the Civil War Museum? Yeah, it, it, scene? I guess who it all revolves, revolves
0: around Mike, really.
1: Yeah, which sucks because overall, I do like Mike enough as a car- He's the one who carries the water. He remember? He comes
0: out of nowhere. He can carry anything. He <laughs> <laughs> he is constantly doing Joss Whedon esque uh, like quips. <laughs> and you know what? I don't have any room in my heart. <laughs> I've chewed through all my room in my heart, Mike.
1: Well, to be fair, you do you do make a lot of space, considering all the characters who get left behind.
0: So, the Civil War thing. Civil War has been uh-huh. a major thematic element through both seasons so far of the walking dead and i don't know if this is also something that comes up very frequently in the comics or the show um but the the telltale crew seem to really be leaning on this uh this metaphor of the civil war and in this episode in particular it is very heavy-handed like everything else in this episode Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) but i do think that it, it's a continuing thing from the very first episode of the first season. Mm-hmm. Lee has always said that he is a, uh, a major like student of the Civil War. He, he's uh, really into Civil War history and, and reenactments and stuff. Which, as a black man, he found to be uncommon... Among his peers, mm-hmm. because you know the Civil War is about the idea of slavery, which uh, the idea that a bunch of white people are fighting over your existence can feel pretty demeaning. I imagine, right? Uh, but but he's he's got this fascination with uh, it. He it doesn't really it never came across that he viewed it in the way that I initially thought he might view it because. If you are written as a black man who is incarcerated, you might view the Civil War as the story of your freedom or something. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like his angle. He never really did. He was always just thinking about it from, like, the perspective of brothers fighting brothers. Just countrymen from the same country fighting each other. Um, Which is what the walking dead's all about right that's Mm -hmm. it's not the walkers that'll really get you it's mistrust among peers
1: it's the living that'll get you Mm -hmm.
0: i guess we are the real walking dead huh
1: fuck you i was gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: but but yeah and and there's a constant reminder of Hey, why are we fighting each other when there's a real threat happening? and And the the metaphor there m- might be like, why is the North fighting the South when we have this real threat of slavery actually uh, hurting so many Americans all the time? Mm-hmm. And uh, from in season two, that that gets way stronger where, there's literally a divided house where a house divided cannot stand. That's an Abraham Lincoln quote about the Civil War, originally. Yeah. Um, and now we're amid the ruins of the Civil War, literally. Uh, what w- What do you think that means to you? Why do you think they're they're uh, driving that so strongly?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about it. All right. I'm sorry to say. I think it's very interesting. I I like, uh, I I guess it's interesting having that, having those parallels. Um, but there's just so much other stuff going on in these episodes. It never really came to mind. I'm sorry to say. Sure. Um,
0: I think the way that we talk about the Civil War and popular culture now is that the North are the good guys and the South are the bad guys because the North was anti-slavery and the South was pro-slavery and hey you know what i also feel that way but yeah uh in this episode in particular there seems to be a lot of reckoning at like both sides isms and and trying to this this idea of like hey maybe both sides are right or both sides are wrong
1: whoa, whoa.
0: uh and i think the strongest metaphor for this is at the civil war museum they find these old coats uh, and then mike says but those are gray isn't that the color of you know we can't put rebecca in a confederate coat Mm -hmm. and i think your first instinct as a survivalist at this point would should be uh, shut up, Mike. It's a coat. <laughs> the, the Civil War is 150 years ago and we need a coat. so
1: yeah, and Rebecca does say like he uh, they bring that up in the uh, the gift shop later and she says, do you really think I care about that? Yeah, which feels like such a strong point that maybe they're trying to make that
0: I think I'm failing to grasp. I might be failing. I might be under-reading the episode here because I I don't understand this point. Um,
1: Maybe it turns out this episode's great. Maybe what they're trying to
0: say... Here's here's what I would guess currently. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What they might be trying to say with this Confederate coat is, hey, you know, they're the bad guys. They're the good guys. Whatever. Sometimes you just need to do what's right. And Mm -hmm. if that's what they're saying they could really go ahead and not use the Confederate Army as <laughs> their idea of, like, an easily graspable, hey, you know, there's two sides to every story. Maybe they should not do that, if that's what they're aiming for. But it, it feels yeah. it feels like it should be smarter than that. Like, Telltale or not, this this episode has had some rough writing, obviously. Um, but mostly in the, the terms of, like, moment-to-moment dialogue. I don't feel like something as significant as this and planned out as this should be under respected. I feel like there was an idea here with this coat what this metaphor is that I... I... If it's just what I think it is, it's really dumb. Uh, This idea of like, hey, you know what? We're all mad at each other, but sometimes you just gotta use your buddy's coat. Even if your buddy is like a slave (laughs) owner? I guess. (laughs) but uh yeah yeah because because in the literal in the literal moment yes you do need to just use any old coat it can't matter that it was part of an opposing army over a hundred years ago you need to Mm -hmm. deliver this baby this coat is an important instrument in making that happen uh so maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's you need to f- forget the axe that you're grinding. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's more or less just what I got out of it. Is just look, we gotta really focus on uh, mm-hmm. what's important. Obviously,
0: um, I just think anything civil war related is really loaded in at this point in the story because mm-hmm. of how often keep bringing, it's been brought it, it, up. How often it's, it's been a recurring used theme. As a metaphor, yeah. Uh so if you have to use a Confederate coat at this point to deliver the next generation of a baby in a Civil War gift shop and it and it's just about the coat, it's just literally about like, oh, you should use a coat, that that's <laughs> wild to me. It, I and, and it's so wild to me that I, I believe I can't I can't believe that I'm not just misunderstanding it. I have to believe there's something to it that I don't get yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe someone's talked about it. Maybe. Do you think anyone on this episode who wrote it, like, talked about it? Uh, J.T. Petty
0: or Eric Sturp? Maybe. I don't know their personalities. <laughs> uh, but uh, could be. Jason, unless yeah. the director, might have an idea. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's, yeah, uh, there are raccoons as well.
0: There are raccoons. Um, so you come back from both of those adventures and you say, hey, we got water. We got coats, which is blankets. We have a place to deliver the kid. Uh, we got to get you there. But then uh, a horde of zombies come, which is well, bad. Well,
1: h- hold on. We kind of skipped over a major part. Which one? Uh, when they meet Arvo. Oh, they're yeah. When yeah, they for yeah, yeah. the gift shop. You're right. Say yeah. So about they're her. trying. <laughs> they're trying to get the uh, the gift shop open for shelter for Rebecca to have her baby. Uh, Jane is trying to get it open. Clementine is kind of looking around for anything that can help, but she sees someone coming up uh, from down below. So she's like, "We gotta hide!" And so they do. And uh, this kid comes up. Uh, we find out his name's Arvo. I keep wanting to call him Arlo, but it's Arvo. It's
0: Arvo. He's not a Yeah. Paper Mario YouTuber puppet.
1: He's not a blue puppet man. Um but he has uh supplies with him and you kind of get the jump on him. He pulls a gun on you, but it seems like you're kind of talking him down. You're like, "Look, I don't want to I don't want to hurt you. I just want to talk." And um, this kid's Russian, but he he speaks English, so he understands what you're saying, and you can understand him. Uh, So you're just kind of talking to him, and Jane ends up uh, subduing him and stealing his gun. And boy, Jane just really wants to rob this kid. Yeah. We we find out he has a sick sister that uh, this medicine and supplies is for. He might. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, so they don't know if he's telling the truth. He could be a big liar. Um, But even then, I don't know. Jane really is like, we got to rob this guy. And, you know, at first it seems like, whoa, Jane, you're really taking this too far. We really just needed to talk to this guy. But she is kind of right about the things she said. It's not like she's doing it for purely selfish reasons. Like, you have people in your group who could use this medicine. Yeah. And it's not the right thing to do, but boy, you really do need it. So, what did you do? Did you rob Arlo?
0: I tried not to, but then Jane did Arvo.
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly... Well, even then, I feel like that's exactly what happened to me, too, but it didn't look like Jane even robbed him. Yeah, it that said- was my confusion, too. It looked like
0: Jane just sort of gave the bag back, but he- she might have taken yeah. some medicine.
1: If she took medicine, they sure didn't show it, and you watched. Like, yeah. he got the bag back and left. And I could then... imagine
0: some sleight of hand. Like, maybe in-universe, Clementine <laughs> didn't even know until it kind of came back to bite her later. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, you have the option to straight up just rob him for fun.
1: Yeah, and you know, obviously I didn't, but I do think this... I think it's a smart choice to be like well everyone in your group Kenny has his eye bashed in Rebecca's about to give birth she's already not looking very good um who else in your group was hurt? I think there was someone else oh Luke with uh after being having the shit kicked out of him by Carver did you say Rebecca I mean
0: Rebecca's terrible
1: yeah Rebecca is who I said she's gonna be giving birth and oh is Rebecca gonna
0: be yeah I thought you were saying everyone else is giving birth that makes sense (laughs) (laughs)
1: everyone else is that makes a lot more sense (laughs) um yeah and they say beforehand she's already not looking very good she's already uh, it seems like things are kind of taking a toll on her so it would be a really good idea for you to steal this stuff especially knowing what's gonna happen later
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, but
1: i've got but i didn't i still didn't
0: You still... So, okay. You you, you played to your convictions. I respect you for it. We're even. We're back even.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Clem, I don't feel like, would steal from this guy. And even... Even then, like... What would you... You would gain this medicine, sure, but... You're taking it from this kid. He's saying his sister is sick. He could be lying, but, like... What if he's also not? <laughs> you would be... You'd be sentencing this person to death if you didn't let him take this medicine that he had. Well, more it, more than... Uh, more than just believing Arvo or not. At this point, I'm
0: actively trying to spite J- uh, Jane. Like, Clementine says, hey, let's talk to him. And then Jane says, what if I do a lot of different stuff? And you know what, Jane... <laughs> calm it calm it what down if
1: instead i point a gun at this guy and steal everything he has call me vu pierre you need to
0: you need <laughs> to really chill
1: it <laughs> yeah she does not stick to the plan
0: yeah uh so yeah as as you can tell that does come to bite you later uh so y- you get all this stuff after all those things and you're headed toward the uh, the gift shop again. This time, there is a zombie like horde on your tail. They're they're fighting you on the way there. Kenny thought for a second that he could take all of them out with one crowbar, uh, and then realized <laughs> that there's more than one of them.
1: <laughs> and he and he really wails on this one walker. So that's also not gonna work to take out all the other ones.
0: Yeah, he's spending a lot of time on the one. Um, it it kind of recontextualizes Carver's death scene. A little bit because kenny's uh he, he spent such a long time killing carver with like direct blows to the face and at the time it felt like oh wow he's he really hates this guy but now watching him do that to one walker uh it kind of feels like oh kenny just doesn't kill people very fast
1: he's <laughs> just not kenny just great at it.
0: time and that's gonna be a problem actually
1: now that I think about it, a gun would probably be more useful.
0: Probably more useful. does attract them, but they're already in the area, so that's that part's done. Yeah. I don't know what set them off to uh, to attack this area. I don't know why a whole horde of them is on their way right now. Maybe...
1: Yeah, they didn't do anything to alert maybe them. Maybe they can smell the, the labor in practice. <laughs> we smell oh. a baby!
0: Yeah, it, it, it's the smelliest thing in the world, I guess, so... <laughs> even though it's not born yet. Let's go
1: over there. <laughs> yeah, it's still inside. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so they go back to the gift shop and they found out that the reason the walkers have closed in is because Luke has been abandoning his post uh, of trying to like kill every stray walker in the area he sees because he wanted to have sex with Jane. Mm. What a betrayal of trust from both parties doing a real dumb thing. For no reason, when they could have just waited a little bit, probably.
1: Yeah, you could have just done that later. You could have just
0: done that later. That
1: seems like a weird thing for Jane to do. Because Luke says Jane is the one who proposed it. That seems like a weird thing for someone who's so gung-ho about surviving. I believe it. I I, yeah. I feel
0: like that actually makes sense in a, in a certain kind of way. Uh, like, if if she's so gung-ho about surviving, she's probably going to be like, I'm viewing this in the same way I view extra medicine I could have, or food or water I could, you know, chance upon. I need to be opportunistic about this opportunity.
1: Okay, I, get, I guess I get where you're coming um, from.
0: But still, you
1: know, cl- clearly a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And... And Jane has so far had, like, pretty good ideas. She's the one who finds the shelter she teaches Clem, uh, like, take the walkers out at the knee, mm-hmm. and then go for their head. She's been pretty on the up and up. Well, up and she's also
0: said there's no way to save Sarah for reasons that don't <laughs> make sense. And she said, actually,
1: Clementine, have you considered being all alone? <laughs> that would be really uh, great for uh, an 11 year old girl like you. Yeah. To just be on your own.
0: I see you more as like a cool loner type with no friends. So. Uh, <laughs> you can be just like you me. You can be just like me, a cool loner type with no friends. <laughs> who's living for nothing. Uh, <laughs> Pretty cool. So, so huh? James, James had like. She's been very practical, but. Uh, she clearly does not have a team mindset, right? Um, so, so I, I kind of understand this coming from her. From Luke, it seems very dumb. Like Luke, hey, you know, yeah.
1: you know that you're
0: there's like zombies out there, and you're supposed to kill them. You know that. Yeah, Luke
1: was the one who was given a job. Jane already did her job. She can have sex all she wants. She's, you know, she's put in her time for the day. Luke is still on the clock. <laughs> she's she's
0: just uh, in any old time. Jane, you're clearly fine. Just keep doing it.
1: Uh, but Luke,
0: <laughs> not allowed.
1: <laughs> if it were anyone else, if Nick were still here, he could do this. But you are on walker duty. Um.
0: And maybe Jane said something to Luke, like, hey, if it's not now, it's probably going to be never because I'm going to leave. Uh, which she does end up doing. No. Well,
1: Luke doesn't know she's leaving, though.
0: Well, that that's what I'm saying, though. She Jane might have said that. And then Luke's like, I don't know if she will or not. Uh, so maybe I should jump on the opportunity and not call her bluff. Um,
1: <laughs> he true. does phrase
0: it as an opportunity. And Jane offered which is a really weird way to describe sex, but I guess I get it. You know, it's true for, for Luke in his case. Um,
1: yeah, I, I guess it makes sense since it's not like these two have any sort of relationships. She's probably just like, hey, want to screw around? And he was like, golly, okay.
0: Yeah, like she lost a bet. It feels like the, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, fine, whatever. Ah, uh, you lost you have to have sex with luke <laughs> this is
0: the third time i've lost a bet and had to have sex with luke in this week ah uh, damn it. uh so as soon clementine like sees them putting their pants back on and she's like luke come on and then everyone Jeez. is like luke come on You,
1: you child
0: <laughs> you you children
1: you absolute fool
0: Uh, so they they seem very sheepish about the whole thing. Everyone moves into the space they were just in, which I'm sure makes it more awkward. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) the the zombies are coming. So they're like breaking down uh, the gate that they're able to close at the top of the stairs. Mm. Uh, But they realize eventually they have to just drop the deck. they, They have to drop the supports on the deck to make it fall down on all these zombies, to prevent them from walking into the place. Um,
1: Well, that's also after we have our next major character death.
0: Yes. Well, I thought it was part of this.
1: No, so what happens first is they're moving the uh, cannon Mm -hmm. to uh, keep the walkers out. And I guess that makes that part of the deck... Just collapse. Yeah, the deck has held the
0: cannon for probably a hundred years, but right now with the cannon in a slightly different part of the deck, it's butter. <laughs> for some reason, we didn't
1: pre- we didn't prepare for the cannon to be over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: this cannon has been. This deck is for this cannon. It is built for <laughs> the cannon, and the cannon being in a slightly different place of the deck and. Two thin wire supports being cut off are all that is required for this deck to completely disintegrate.
1: (laughs) You've sealed your own fate by when you move that cannon an inch. (laughs) I just can't. I
0: can't with like... (sighs) It happens so much in this game. And it's a dumb thing to get hung up on. But like... I know what wood is. You know, like, I know what (laughs) this isn't a foreign concept. Yeah, you can't be like, well, you don't know how the physics of this Walker infection work. So we can, you know, say an amputation works in this case and it doesn't in another case. Like, yeah, that's fine. But like, like what we were talking about with the physics of the door opening or Mm -hmm. uh, I believe in last season we talked about like that wire that was holding the doors shut in the hotel room in episode right. 5 like that doesn't make any sense and in in this one like the cannon being in a slightly different part of the thing none of this works <laughs> none of none of that is it it's just silly at that point that like you couldn't think of a better <laughs> reason for the deck to collapse like maybe anything else could have happened uh there could have been this a, is a, pretty a silly light fire there could have been some other things like yeah it, the 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 slapstick on a cannon that has just been there for years
1: <laughs> moving to a slightly <laughs>
0: different part of where it already was making it fall through the deck doesn't make sense.
1: I guess maybe just that part of the deck was really weak and torn away and having said moving a heavy cannon to that part of it just makes the whole thing just crumble.
0: Right. That's nonsense. That is what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's nothing. I just don't... Yeah, it's it's dumb to get hung up on it. But, like, there's so many... Uh, I guess I'll call it, like, understanding of what materials are in this game. That <laughs> it, it's, it's hard for me to keep up with and continue to let my guard down around. Um, right. But, yeah, through this hole that the canon creates, the much bigger part of this scene than wood being weird... Is Sarah falls through, and then Jane almost falls through, and she's holding on. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me, what did you do in this moment? Because you have the option to tell Jane, go save
1: Sarah, or you can pull Jane back up. So you pulled Jane back I up, is what you said. Jane I I told Jane to save Sarah. How'd that go? Uh, not very well. Okay, but... She did, she did. So she was trying to save Sarah. She was like, uh, come on, Sarah. We got to go. We got to go. And Sarah's like, no, I can't. I got, I got, I can't. Blah, blah. And Jane's like, oh, uh, well, come on. Can you please? What if I say please? Uh, and then one of the wood planks from up above falls down and conks Jane in the head.
0: And then Jane and dies.
1: Goes, she, no, she doesn't die. She just kind of goes, oof. And leaves and stops trying to help Sarah. She has to get out of there. Because, it, it, like, you see blood from the impact. So she's huh. not doing too good. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, walkers just swarm Sarah and uh, Chomper and eat her. Okay, so this
0: is not a real Sarah or Jane moment. It's interesting no. how often they want to do these moments of, like, do you save your friend or the uh, good one <laughs> that could actually help you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and depending on how you're feeling, you could go one way or another. But they don't actually do the thing you think they do.
1: Yeah, it se- it seems like this season in particular, they're really trying to turn uh, the choices you make on their head. Yeah, which I'm sure I'm sure when they were thinking about it, they were like really proud of. I'm sure they were like. What if you were told that you could cut off someone's hand mm-hmm. and it would save them, but now instead they're going to die immediately?
0: After? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, mm, I, I I think that there might have been pushback from the writers, especially with the uh, the lead writers leaving after season one. There there might have mm-hmm. been some pushback against like the the rigidity of the choices in season one where they're like okay you think that your choices are always kill one person or kill the other person in order to save the other one but Mm -hmm. in, in maybe in a real situation any action that you do is is more like save both or kill both because you're trying to be more strategic and maybe a lot of actions don't do anything at all and i understand that move i think it it does seem more bold it seems more it, it, i guess it seems more uh legitimate of a choice because that's how choices in the in the real world actually function a lot of the time i can see that yeah but it does not add up to what season one was doing with the importance of those choices
1: yeah, and it just doesn't feel good afterwards. It doesn't feel good to be like, all right, I'm going to use what I learned to make this choice. This is how I feel. And then we're like, ah, we got you. You suck.
0: Yeah, season one was all about being a good person in situations where it's hard to be a good person. And i I don't think I even really understood that that's what season one was all about until it all kind of collapsed in on itself in episode five. And that is part of why... Maybe objectively speaking, The Walking Dead Season 1 is probably Telltale's best game and deserves all the acclaim it got. It's amazing. It's really good. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure I quite understand Season 2 yet. To me, it just seems like, okay, for real, though, can you survive? Uh, so far. Maybe in, in mm-hmm. Episode 5 there will be a similar thing. I don't know. You do. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know how these choices are going to coalesce if they're going to try that same approach or or whatever. Um, but in the meantime, it just kind of feels like um, the more legitimate and realistic you make the systems of a game, the less it makes sense as an artistic project because all of a sudden all the creativity, all the the pushing that you've been doing for it to talk about one or more, uh, greater ideas through the gameplay, through the story, through the choices, through every aspect of it, it, the more it doesn't come through because it's just realistic now. So now you're in a simulator rather than a work of art. Uh, Mm Um, and if we're pushing that further from here on out, that'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, Next episode, we're going to be talking with your roommate, Andrew, uh, Mm -hmm. who is known on on the greater internet presence as Secret Agent Ape, who is a a well-known game designer in his own right. Right. And uh, I'm excited to see what he has to say about season two of The Walking Dead as a whole, because when he... uh, He, like, kind of beelined it through all four seasons when... We started doing The Walking Dead. Yeah, he just he just plowed through the whole series, and he very specifically wanted to talk about season two, and why uh, he he liked it more than I think a lot of other people in the Walking Dead fandom. I guess liked it. I wasn't really connected to the fandom, so I didn't know like how much seasons two or three or four were supposed to be viewed, like like how good they were supposed to be compared to the first one mm-hmm. uh but andrew really liked it and he sees something in it that is going to be interesting so everyone stick around for that but for now i think it's time to get into our segments
1: well no there's one more thing that happens right yeah at the
0: end. do we have to it's so long the episode's so long now
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know all right, I, all, right.
0: all right all right oh also rebecca has the kitten <laughs> it's a boy
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. We Whatever. And
0: Jane leaves, regardless <laughs> of what happened. Uh,
1: yeah, she just says, I can't be here no more. I gotta leave. Yeah,
0: and Luke is upset about that, because then he won't have any more sex.
1: How Now I can't have any sex. Mm-hmm. Not even one.
0: Yeah, he could try with Kenny. I just don't think Kenny's going to be into it. and uh,
1: <laughs> He's not really in the mood after this episode. Yeah,
0: he'll say, Luke, I'm not in the mood. That, that's how it's going to come out. <laughs> I'm in no Clem, mood. i worried Luke. about
1: Clem. I'm really worried about Kenny. Can you talk to him? <laughs> um,
0: so like four days go by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you, you you stayed with Rebecca for a while. She was trying to get better, but she's actually only gotten worse. Whoops! Yeah, oops. Um, as she's <laughs> been raising this
1: baby. So you chose to stay a little bit and let her. Oh, rest, I forgot that was a choice. Yes,
0: it. I I waited some extra days. I also did. Um, I doubt it mattered.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We've seen enough about how this game works.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eventually you get cornered by Arvo, who says, hey, Clem, hi, how are you? How's your... (laughs) What up? And Clem's like, how's your sister? And then he goes, oh, yeah, a sister. And and, uh, it's revealed that it was an ambush and like a bunch of Russian people, uh, Russian speaking people just come out of the woodwork uh with with guns all trained on the whole group which at this point is rebecca the baby clementine bonnie mike kenny um luke
1: this is quite a scene because they all immediately pull out their guns too so Mm -hmm. it's just this massive group of people all pointing guns at one another
0: here's the thing i'm not a big violence guy i don't like guns i wouldn't own a gun if i did have Mm -hmm. a gun trained on someone and they started to pull out their gun I would shoot then. Yeah. <laughs> I would not let them get another gun trained on me that quickly.
1: We had a whole circus of guns here.
0: Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not one to use a gun, but I just think that if you if you have the gun and you're clearly wanting to use it, there might be something to that of you should use it then.
1: Yeah, but I guess it just comes down to like we are surrounded by these guys. If a single person shoots, then everyone's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a lot more carnage than there has to be. Uh, so. Es- especially when you have a baby with
0: you. Yeah, well, speaking of the baby, at this point, Rebecca is t- <laughs> uh, taking a sit down on a tire nearby. And she sort of slumps over and takes a little nap, which turns into a very long nap. Uh, because she, she just sits down and dies, I guess. Yeah. Um,
1: and boy, it turns out the, uh, this infection, the Walker taking over really doesn't take too long. Does it? No, it's like, um, it's like a few seconds.
0: We saw that on the, uh, on the last season, like the second episode of the last season, when the guy uh, <laughs> who was bit out in the forest just comes back and uh, nearly kills Katya. Because he like lies down yeah. and gets right back up as a zombie.
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and for some reason like I he already looks dead in the face. Like he's decomposed somehow in that one second.
1: <laughs> it happened real fast. Yeah,
0: Rebecca does that too, which is kind of like,
1: guys, come on. She hasn't even decomposed a little bit yet. Uh, yeah so a walker holding a baby is not a good sign
0: yeah so you have the option at the very very end to either shoot rebecca or yell hey rebecca's a zombie now um and whether or not you shoot someone else shoots for you uh yeah so another cool non-choice (laughs)
1: <laughs> Yet another one.
0: And uh, because you're all, you're in this Mexican standoff, uh, and someone shoots, everyone just all of a sudden shoots because tensions are very high, and you don't want to be mm-hmm. the second one shot, right? You want to be the first one shooting. Yeah. Uh, but they cut to black, so you don't see who in the party got killed.
1: Yeah. Boy, uh, what an episode this is going to be. Starting out next time.
0: Yeah. Um, choices. Let's talk about our choices. The five major ones. Okay. Interestingly enough, what I thought was the most important choice in the episode, my choice cut even, not on the list of five. Um, and, and not because it's a small incidental thing, because it's huge. I thought it was big, but it, I guess the game well, didn't.
1: Well, well, why don't we do our choice cuts first in that case? Okay, well... So you can, you we can talk about uh, that one and why you think it's so big.
0: Um... No, let's wait. Let's not do okay. that. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm using my old improv technique. No, but um, <laughs>
1: that is the other way to do it. If you don't, yes, and you no, know, but mm-hmm. uh, j- just to
0: get get the, these out of the way, because again, I I didn't think they were especially big compared to this other one. But um, I saved Sarah at the trailer park. You don't. You can You can leave her behind, mm-hmm. which is maybe a more sensible way for her to die honestly uh given the way that we see her die eventually
1: yeah but i saved her mm-hmm. even even knowing what comes later just because yeah i don't know just
0: feels right i i saved her just because what jane is saying i don't buy it you know like if, yeah. if there's no save the or... walkers are about to come through they're like in the doorway inside the RV into the space that you're in. Then yeah, we'll we'll leave her. But like we've got mm-hmm. some time.
1: Yeah, I'm just imagining uh this playing out in a way where like the walkers haven't even noticed them yet and they're like, "Come on, we got to we got to leave Sarah behind. Yeah. There's no saving." Yeah,
0: maybe James <laughs> just doesn't like Sarah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is her way of saying it without saying it. Oh no, it. Sarah. Anyway, Oh,
0: man. Oh, that sucks. More food for us, though, (laughs) am I right? (laughs) Um, Did not rob Arvo. That's
1: Also did not rob Arvo. Crawled through ticket booth window. So you did crawl through the ticket booth window. I did do that, yeah. This seems like such a nothing choice. Yeah,
0: so did you not do it?
1: No, I did do it. But, boy... I forgot that it was one of these choices they have at the end. Yeah,
0: so this is at the uh, Civil War Museum. There's a ticket booth that you see the, uh, the the water jugs inside of, but the opening of the ticket booth, like, it only opens a little bit, so Clementine, of course, has volunteered to go in. Uh, but wouldn't you know it? There was a walker in the ticket booth that was being very quiet up till now.
1: Well, what I think is very funny about this is Clem doesn't really... Uh, Volunteer at first At first Bonnie says something like You know if only someone were small Enough yeah. they could probably fit Through here and then you're just kind of Sitting there next to him and her and Mike Are like gosh you know maybe Uh Ugh. We're all maybe adults I could just...
0: except wait Bonnie you're an... yeah Bonnie's an adult And I yes I am
1: And if we're both adults <laughs> Uh <Ooh>. <laughs> 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 It's so funny, because yeah. even then, the, you can have Clementine say, like, all right, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows they're really laying it on thick, yeah, trying the, to the, the
0: writers of going. this episode, I think the reason I'm more frustrated with it than normal is because, yes, there's there's all of these sort of failings of dialogue that we've talked about before. But then also, there's, like, calling out the other writers of the series that are like, oh, we always have Clementine go in a small space it's like you don't get to make fun of the other episodes if this is what you're doing. You don't get to yeah. <laughs> you don't get to make that up and, uh, that sort of veiled insult.
1: Yeah, up until now, I have enjoyed season two. I've thought season two has been uh, pretty good so far. This is the one time where I'm like, "Well, you tripped. You did not do this one as good." I don't necessarily think you can make these kinds of. Uh, jokes
0: yeah um held baby i did
1: hold the baby i did hold the baby as when, well when uh, when rebecca gave birth to a why would you not hold a baby yeah that's also feels like another one that's like re, do you need to have that in these final choices yeah i mean i guess i guess you didn't really have much to pick from you know, i can so. just hold
0: a baby later i can just hold this yeah, baby you... like tomorrow or like if i don't now what is that's not a choice Yeah. Um, And then the last one is did not shoot Rebecca. So I yelled help and then Kenny shot Rebecca.
1: Okay, I did shoot Rebecca. Okay,
0: I I totally understand that. And I I honestly felt a little weak when I did not shoot Rebecca. Because I was thinking like, oh man, if I don't shoot, is she going to bite this baby? Um, But luckily, in my case, it was another nothing choice. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But so so yeah, I, I think that you made the right call there. I do regret that one a little bit, but also it worked out.
1: It, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: okay, so my choice cut was uh, saving Jane when, when Sarah died. Because again, I know that it didn't matter. Um, and, and we
1: Doesn't that feel like one that should be one of these? Yeah,
0: yeah, clearly, especially when one is held baby. Um, like... <laughs> um, like, 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 okay, these four major choices at the end, uh, or five major choices at the end. One of them is save Sarah at the trailer park. That's legit. Then the other four mm-hmm. are did not rob Arvo. Well, Jane will anyway. Uh, crawled through ticket booth window. Okay, well, if you don't, you get in anyway. Uh, that was a big if one. If you held baby or not, nothing changes. It never matters. If you don't yeah. shoot Rebecca, Kenny shoots Rebecca and it's still fine. It's still taken care of. So, like four out of the five major choices, eighty percent
1: are are not any of, of any importance. That I, you, I didn't even think about that. But you're so right, and that makes me dislike this episode even more. But when we started, I was like, you know what, this episode, it, it's not the worst, it is probably the worst Walking Dead so far, but it, you know, it's been, it was eh. but I, just the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, this was a really weak episode.
0: Yeah, and frankly I was excited about this episode, because I, I thought like, hey, we're, we're maybe going to build up some bonds between the characters and we do a little bit um, and the, I, I, I knew a little bit about the Civil War motif being strong in this episode um, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, oh, that's going to maybe come to a head, they've been teasing that a lot of this uh just civil war stuff omid was into it Mm -hmm. he was into it uh and and yeah it it was it was a little disappointing and also really genuinely sad for most of the time um Mm -hmm. so yeah so my choice cut was still saving jane when sarah died now i know it didn't mean anything it would have been the same either way um but i was feeling at that point kind of like you know what Jane, what you've been saying this whole episode of, like, eventually I will have to just let Sarah die and it will be sad if I don't kind of get ahead of it. It happened. You're right. And I saw it happen when I chose to save Jane. That said, if I could see the other side of that choice and realize it didn't matter, it would not be my choice cut. I'm kind of just giving it the the benefit of, like, from someone who's only playing through it once... And not necessarily talking to anyone about it ever. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> f- from that perspective, it was my choice cut. Yeah, you know what? I I gotta say, our segments this week, I had a hard time answering any of them. Hmm. Because this episode's just... It doesn't really make a strong case for anything. Yeah. Um, My choice cut was just whether or not to steal from Arvo. Just because okay. I, I... Of the choices in the episode, I did like that it kind of made me think about, like, it's not right to do this, but also it would be very helpful if we do this. Like, it'd be one thing if Jane is, like, stealing for her own selfish reasons, but she has everyone else's best interest in mind Mm -hmm. when she's uh saying we should rob this guy so it did kind of make me think about whether or not it should be done but yeah it doesn't really matter either way in the long run
0: yeah i'm kind of trying to view it in in a more generous lens of like okay most of the choices that felt like choices that could have ramifications in this episode don't so if that's the case pretend at least that it's not a failing of the design (laughs) maybe this is on purpose what would that mean what's that saying that Mm -hmm. you can make as many choices as you want and you just can't affect things that does maybe accurately portray the uh, helplessness of their situation i could see that uh design choice Uh, maybe that was in their heads when they were making the episode Mm -hmm. um I don't know how valuable that is as a message outside of this context, but I could see that as maybe a reason that happened.
1: Like, sometimes no matter what you do, shit's just, it's just not going to be good. You
0: can't keep blaming yourself or your own choices because a lot of things in the universe just have a way of filtering through and happening the way they're supposed to happen. Um, yeah. except no one's ever time traveled so we don't know if that's true
1: yeah did you think about that one Walking Dead
0: Riders? <laughs> we don't know if everything's always supposed to happen the way it's going to happen that's never been tested we've never had there's no reason to assume that maybe it could have happened a completely different way if time went differently uh, we don't know if there's some that's... fantastical fate force out in the universe that's trying to enact a singular destiny yeah you ever think about that,
1: Telltale? <laughs> I guess you should have kept that one in mind. <laughs> um, before we continue our segments, do you mind if I backtrack a little and talk about a couple things in my notes I wanted to bring Okay, in? yeah. Um, I feel like out of all the deaths in this episode, I think Sarita's is the only one that feels like it really has any weight to it. You think Sarah's doesn't? I, no, because it just happened so fast. And as soon as Sarah's dead, they're like, oh, look at the baby.
0: Maybe if Sarah died in the trailer park, it would feel worse.
1: Maybe. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it might just have to do with some of my decisions. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like Sarita, for you, died immediately. She was swarmed by walkers. Right. For me, a really good way we to had start more a day. time. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, we had more time. Sarita was dying, but you could kind of let it soak in a little more. Kenny had time to say goodbye. You could think about what's going on with her. But then, like, Nick dies off screen, and then you just un- so unceremoniously take him out. And it's just like, all right, well, that's Nick, everybody. <laughs> Give him a hand. Yeah. <laughs> And and yeah, I feel like Sarah also, like, they make such a big deal about getting Sarah to toughen up, and when I first played this, it really felt like they were building to something with Sarah. Like, you have to teach Sarah that she needs to be strong to survive in this world, and that, obviously that's where it's gonna go. No, she just dies either way. It doesn't matter. She's, whatever. And that really rubbed me the wrong way the first time I played. It still does... But I, I guess just since I knew it was coming, it just, and, and then Rebecca dying at the end, you know, it happens. That's the very last thing that happens. So there's not time for it to have any weight right now. And I forget if it does in the next episode, but yeah, it just feels like there's so many deaths in this episode. And the only one that really felt like narratively it had that much of an impact was Sarita.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um yeah it's just it's just a they, weak w- they wanted to i think feel episode like... three was so strong
1: yeah episode three was really good we had so much to say about that mm-hmm. and then this one it it's it's not even just like one thing it feels like it's just like so many little failings throughout the episode it just doesn't feel like it succeeds in any way yeah um <sighs> But that showbiz, I, I guess, guess. That's
0: showbiz. Earlier, I had brought up um, ar- around season or episode one or two of this that I predicted mm-hmm. that the season would all be centered around Carver as a villain. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't want to say anything.
0: Well, I don't necessarily think I'm wrong yet. Okay, he's dead.
1: Oh, we were <laughs> we were talking about this the other day.
0: Yeah, it, it came up, and I, I felt like we should bring this up if we're if we're. Uh, touching on on new notes um Mm -hmm. but yeah so so carver died right before the end of season or episode three of this season uh which does mean that there's two whole episodes entirely post death of carver um i'm i'm trying to view this episode especially with a, a lot of the civil war um imagery here as a reflection on carver um, okay. I I think that that self-deluded um, justification for slaveholding in the Civil War might be tried—they might be trying to bring that out here a little bit in, in Carver mm-hmm. and in the Howe's hardware store thing. Um, he's got all these um, reasons that everything he's doing is okay and why it's okay for him to beat— and in prison and kill his own people um just because you know it's for the greater good and he's got this um divine right to do so maybe mm-hmm. um and maybe in, in the sense of like looking back at what happened there Clementine's group kind of doomed everyone that was that stayed there to die uh cuz they had to just like shoot away all these zombies maybe they lived i don't know yet probably if they don't show it again i'll assume they did not make it um
1: mm-hmm. boy what a way for the 400 days characters to go yeah
0: out. i guess I, I i hope you were a bonnie storyline fan from 400 days
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all those bonnie stands <laughs> um,
0: so so all of those What they did in that episode, in episode three, was they determined that their own freedom was worth potential casualties. And fighting for freedom was important. And Mm -hmm. that is a a very pertinent Civil War theme to to go on. So in the case of uh, the, the Civil War metaphor in this case, like who are the Confederates? I guess that would be Carver. And that would be people who try to lead this, quote, better life, unquote, at the expense of the freedom and happiness of others. Um, but, like, yeah, they're safe and they, they are economically secure because they've got all, all these cans of food and all these uh, re- resources and everything in this big store. Mm-hmm. So maybe if Carver represents the Confederacy, giving the Confederate coat to Rebecca... Especially when she doesn't know, maybe it's Alvin's kid or maybe it's Carver's kid. Maybe that's why. Maybe what? Maybe that's related to it. Maybe like the uh, the mystery of who this kid's father actually is 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 what ties into the coat. Mm. I I'm thinking this through as I'm saying it to you. This is a brand new thought. <laughs> I don't have this in my notes anywhere, but I'm I'm thinking, okay, if 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 she's now okay with like, okay, you know what, Carver was there. We did have sex. It was a thing. It could have been Carver, but I'm okay with it because now I'm seeing that this baby's more important than that, uh, right? Because because Carver is the Confederate coat.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I get what you mean, but what a sentence to say yeah. um was your golden moment? well, hold on, <laughs> I have one last note okay, okay. I have one last note okay. I wanted to say uh so I have it in my notes uh the part where Mike says, Well, that happened. I wrote that, and then after that, I followed with uh eat my whole ass, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's all. I just wanted to make sure I got that one. So is
0: that your golden moment though?
1: (laughs) No. Um, boy, I was really struggling to think of a golden moment just because I don't think anything really in this episode hits very hard. Um. So I I guess I just went with the birth of the baby because like that's at least like something. mm -hmm. That's at least like a hopeful situation. That's something good happening to these characters in this endless sea of misery. So, it does stand out, but even then, like, this was the hardest segment for me to figure out. I was thinking about this for, like, 15 minutes.
0: So, mine was when Luke and Jane fucked, uh, I was very, very (laughs) mad at them. And it felt like a very, like, realistic thing that could happen in this situation, and everyone else's reactions to them felt real, uh, which after an episode of, like, Jane seen, saying some weird stuff about having to be alone and Kenny, like, throwing his temper tantrums about, your wife's dead, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is actually a time for Kenny to be
0: This angry is Yeah, something. people are angry and it, like, makes a lot of sense. And they give Clem some really good uh, dialogue choices after this where uh luke's just trying to say to ken uh to clementine hey you know it just sort of happened we weren't and then he cuts off because clementine just says shut up luke
1: (laughs) shut up and then after after
0: sarah dies and jane uh if you help jane back up jane's like this is what i meant sometimes you have to let go and then clementine can just say shut up jane what the fuck? <laughs> and I, uh, those reactions to, to those people just being shitty, uh, is my golden moment.
1: That's funny. I like that. Those are good golden moments. I, yeah, I guess they're as good as any from this episode. Yeah. Um, weekly guy. Weekly guy. Who is your weekly guy? Sarah. Yeah, I'm. I gotta give it to Sarah. I,
0: yeah, it was. It's a week one. Maybe Rebecca, but. Um, I think it's no
1: no character really brings it in this episode, but I was at least like invested in what was going on with Sarah
0: Yeah, maybe the confederate coat has absorbed more (laughs) of my thoughts than any one character has so that might have been That might have been it actually
1: Well, you're gonna love episode episode five where it uh, (laughs) absorbs the magic of the world and turns into a talking uh, confederate coat Oh, man
0: I would love it if the rest of Walking Dead got really Sam and Maxie and just sort of. Uh, the villain of this season was a talking coat the whole time.
1: Who would have guessed? I would give it to him. That's so. That would be very stupid, but very entertaining. You don't
0: quote gotta hand it to him. It's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the episode. I I hope that we have a more positive outlook. On season two, episode five, the finale of the Walking Dead season two. We will, again, be joined by Andrew Wetzel, who joins us uh, to talk about his thoughts both on that episode and season two as a whole. Uh, expect it to go long, probably. I think this is going to be yeah. a, I I don't really know if this is supposed to be a good season finale or a bad one or whatever, but there's a lot to think about with season two in general with what it tries to do. So uh, I hope you tune in for that. Remember, in order to uh, further the likelihood that you keep listening to this podcast, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast solution that you use to listen to this show. I'm sure there is a subscribe option there. So go ahead and do that. And uh, again, wherever you find us, if you could rate us, that'd be great. Leave a review, uh, tell a friend, tweet it out mail your senator whatever you gotta do to get more people listening (laughs) to the show we'd really appreciate that it goes a long way and until next time we'll see you later
1: goodbye